Welcome to the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. Are you over 40 and tired of struggling with your weight? Do you feel like you're constantly starting over with your nutrition and fitness? I'm Lil, a certified nutrition coach and former registered nurse, and I too have been there. At the age of 44, I decided I was done with being stuck in the vicious diet cycle. I became a nutrition coach and created the Feel Your Best formula for women who are ready to do things differently. If you're ready to build a better relationship with food, get your energy back, build muscle, lose fat, and keep it off for good, then you're in the right place. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's build your formula for feeling your best. Good morning. Welcome to the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. I'm Lil. And I'm recording this again because I just recorded for a very long time and then realized I was on mute. So yeah, that didn't work so well. Anyway, this is a mini session where this is part of my back to school series. I know that the kids are headed back to school. Maybe you've already dropped off um, one of your kids at college and you're sitting here and you are listening thinking, I just need to get back into a routine. The summer is over. Maybe you're like me and you're actually craving the consistency that this time of year can bring. And even though the activities are going to start up, there is a sense of routine and slightly more control over your day-to-day life than maybe in the summertime where things are just a bit more chaotic. So welcome. It's back to school season. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about three simple shifts that you can make that are going to make long-term weight loss easier for you. But before we dive into that, I'm making an announcement right now that I have opened up one-to-one coaching spots. This is where you work with me and you sign up for a minimum of a three-month commitment. And this is for you if you've been struggling to lose the weight, you are tired of trying to figure things out on your own, maybe you've tried some of the tips I've shared here, but you really just need that next level of support. You want to streamline and fast track getting through the process so that you can finally get those results that you have been wanting. And I do things differently. So that's why my one-to-one coaching spots are very limited and they're probably going to fill up quickly. So if you're interested, make sure to go ahead and book a 15-minute call with me. I don't allow people to sign up for my one-to-one coaching without booking the 15-minute call because we really need to make sure it's the right fit for you. So go ahead and do that. And the next time you hear my voice, maybe it will be on the Zoom call where we were chatting face-to-face. Okay, so let's dive into today's mini session. Three simple shifts that you can make that are just going to have such a positive ripple effect on your attempts to lose weight and just an overall healthy lifestyle. So number one, we talk about this time and time again, but I really want to drive this home to you. You have to start looking at tracking as feedback. And over the summer, I do a lot of driving. We go back and forth from Massachusetts to New Hampshire. We drive a lot of back roads. I'm driving my kids places. And I noticed the summer 
at least in this area of the country, there are so many of those speed signs where it tells you the speed limit, has a little radar on it, and it tells you how fast you're going. And some of them are kind of funny. There's one that I um, drive past every now and then that actually tells you you're being naughty or nice, (laughs) Um, which it always makes me chuckle when I laugh Uh, when I drive by and sometimes I might speed up a little just so it will tell me I'm being naughty. But anyway, um, I was thinking about how, why do they set up these speed signs? I don't know what you want to call them. Radar, I'm sure they have some sort of official name, but you know what I'm talking about. There's no police officer there. It's just a machine. The machine has no feelings. It is just giving you feedback. It's just giving you information. And as you're driving up to it, it's telling you how fast you're going. And it might not even be something you were thinking about. I do notice that they often place them in areas where if it's not, you know, a spot that they want you to slow down for intentionally near a school or a crosswalk or something like that. It's often in those places on those winding back roads that we have here in New England where your mind wanders and you're probably not really, really giving your full attention to your driving. You're listening to music. You've got thoughts going on in your head and you probably start driving a little faster because it kind of feels like it's okay to drive faster, but you're not aware you're going 60 and you're supposed to be going 45. And then you come around the corner and you see the sign and you go, oh my gosh, I did not even know I was driving 60 miles an hour and I really should be driving 45 here because there's a reason there's a speed limit. It will be safer. And do you sit there and freak out and say, oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person. Oh my gosh, I'm horrible. I'm so bad. No, you take your foot off the gas, you step on the brake and you just go, huh? okay, good to know. Now I'm going to pay attention. I'm in the driver's seat and I'm going to make sure that, you know, maybe I set my cruise control or whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm being more aware of my speed. And all that speed sign was doing was making you aware, giving you an awareness that you were doing something that was probably not the best thing to be doing. And you changed your behavior based on that information the feedback that it was giving you. And after seeing so many of these setups, I just realized to myself, that is such a great analogy for the things that you're going to do when you work with me. You're going to be weighing yourself. You're going to be tracking your food. And so many of you have so much emotion caught up in this type of feedback because that is how we have been raised. We have been raised to think that the number on the scale means that we're good or bad, has some sort of value on our attractiveness and the value that we bring to the world. Um, When you're tracking your food, you don't want to put down there that you ate a Snickers bar or you had a Whopper or you had some ice cream because you think that being honest about those things means that you're showing the world, oh my gosh, look how bad I am. Or you're telling yourself, look how bad I am because you've placed a value on those things. But what if you could just look at the things that you track 
on your weight loss journey as just simple feedback, just information. Because if you're driving down the highway of life, yeah, now I'm getting into like a really corny um, analogy here, but um, you know, you're driving along and say you all of a sudden get on the scale and realize that you are 20 pounds heavier than you thought you were. Now, is it helpful for you to sit there and freak out and start calling yourself horrible names and that you're disgusting and all this stuff? Or what if you just looked at it the same way you look at those speed signs and you say, okay, thanks for the information. I'm going to step, you know, take my foot off the gas, step on the brakes, make the changes that I need to make so I can start moving in the way that I want to in the world. And I know that it's easier said than done. I know that because I myself, I would not say that I 100% have left behind those thoughts and beliefs of the number on the scale, you know, meaning all these other things. But I will say that probably I'm 90% there where I can just look at the number on the scale decide what I want to do with that information and just see it as feedback, not putting any morality onto that number on the scale. All it's doing is giving me information and I can choose to use that information to move towards my goals and getting upset about it isn't going to help at all. I mean, you can get upset and say, Ugh, I really wish that this wasn't the feedback that I was getting, but it's there. And sometimes that can fuel you to start making some change. But let's start looking at tracking as feedback and remove all those other layers of emotion and nonsense that keep us where we are. They keep you stuck. They keep you from making change. They paralyze you and let go of all of those feelings so that you can move forward towards your goals and finally let go and leave behind all those thoughts and beliefs that do not serve you. Okay. So that's number one, and we're going to have three total. Number two, simple shift, just start eating bigger meals. I'm having a day today where I kind of started my day off snacking with having like just some avocado toast and then I had a pastry and oh, let me tell you, I very quickly was like, this is no good. I need to have some yogurt. I need to have a salad with some chicken. I really need to make sure that I'm getting my protein in and I am full and satisfied with my lunch so I can get out of this snacky ridiculousness that somehow I woke up today, I didn't really have a plan and that's just kind of how my day went and I did not feel good eating that way. I feel so good when I eat bigger meals and I'm guessing you will too as long as you don't have any underlying GI issues that require you to eat small frequent meals. But eating three big meals a day and having maybe one, maybe two snacks is such a game changer. My clients often go from eating 200 or 300 calories for breakfast to eating, wait for it, 500, 600, 700 calories for breakfast. 
and it's a game changer for them because when you are full and satisfied, number one, you do not obsess about food for hours. You are full, you are satisfied. You're not having a little snack, say if you have a little 200 calorie breakfast, you're going to be hungry like an hour later. If it holds you over for two hours, that's a miracle. But you're just constantly thinking about food if you're eating all these small meals throughout the day. Instead, eat big meals. What I do is I figure out what your total calorie amount is per day. So if I decide that, you know, you should be eating 2200 calories per day, then we're going to divide that by three. So divide 22 by three, and that's about 700 calories per meal with about 100 calories left over for a snack. You could do 700 calories for breakfast, 700 calories for dinner, a 200 calorie snack, and then a 600 calorie dinner. And there you are. You are reaching your calorie requirements and you're full and satisfied. You're not obsessed about food. Because when you snack all the time and you're always hungry, that's when you're going to be reaching for the candy. That's when you're going to be reaching for the chips. Your temptation to have those little bites, licks, and tastes, and little handfuls and eating off your kids' plates, you're not going to be tempted when you're so full and satisfied with a really nourishing meal. And I know that you're probably scared to do this. I know that so many diets that I was on, if I think I'm, you know, being healthy and losing weight, then it means I am eating very little. And honestly, that just led me down the road to so much binging and just this vicious cycle that does not feel good. So even if you're, it's a little uncomfortable for you, I encourage you to eat filling meals with nice whole foods, well-rounded, portioned out, using your macros, weighing your foods, and just do it for a few days and see how you feel. You know, there's all kinds of misinformation and um, thoughts and beliefs out there about weighing your food and it being disordered. But do you know why I weigh my food? I weigh my food to make sure I'm eating enough food, in particular protein. Because when you're filling up on the right foods, then it's much easier to stick to your daily calorie amount, which could be 2,000, 2,200, 2,500, 1,800 calories, whatever it is that matches the goals that you're working towards. And eating those big meals is just going to help you adhere to whatever that plan is, whether you're in a fat loss phase or in maintenance eating those meals is it is going to prevent you from going down the road of a snack attack. Okay, and number three, this is such a big one. And this is one that I have personally worked on over the past like recent, I'd say six months, where I have seen the benefit of this. And I was so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Conditioned to not think this way, that making this mindset shift was definitely challenging for me, but I'm going to share it with you. And that is this idea. And I would say fact, not just an idea that sleep is actually more important than your workout. And maybe not every day, 
You know, I would love for you to create a consistent workout routine where you're strength training two, three, four, five days a week. But if you find yourself exhausted, so tired, burnt out, and you're beating yourself up thinking, I need to wake up at 4.30 a.m., 5 a.m. for my workout when maybe you didn't go to bed until 11 p.m. or midnight, let me tell you, you are not doing yourself any favors. It is while you're sleeping that your body repairs itself. That is where your body builds muscle and your body needs to rest. I definitely have gone through those phases where I believed that the person who got up at 5 a.m. and did a workout was doing the better thing than the person who slept an extra hour. And since I've cut back my workouts to just four strength training workouts per week, I have seen the incredible results that I've gotten with gains in my strength, taking the extra rest days, getting more sleep, And it has just had such a profound effect on my results and how I feel and how much happier I am about my daily and weekly routines. So if you're beating yourself up thinking you got to be working out five days, six days a week, dial it back, get some sleep, watch how your workouts go, watch how much stronger you feel when you've taken a two-day rest and see what your workout feels like when you've taken that time to give your body the rest that it deserves. It is important to take what's known as deload weeks, which you may or may not have heard about, but especially if you're working out you know, lifting weights. And even if you're doing intense cardio, it's a good idea to give your body a break, maybe every six weeks, definitely every 12 weeks where you just go a little lighter on your workouts. If you're like me and definitely, you know, work out not only for the physical benefits for, but for the mental health benefits, then what I do instead is I take that time that I would spend doing a workout and I do a stretching routine or some yoga or just some extra walking and do a longer walk. So I'm still being active. I'm still giving myself that mental health benefit, but I'm not pushing my body, stressing my body, straining my body. I'm allowing my body to have time to rest and repair. So that's it. Let's review. Number one, start looking at tracking as merely feedback. Number two, start eating bigger meals. And number three, realize that sometimes sleep is more important than your workout. Okay, that's it for today's mini session. I will see you back here next week. And don't forget, if you're interested in learning more about my one-to-one coaching, just click the link in the show details, book your free 15-minute call, and we can chat. All right, have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast. If you enjoyed the information and discussion we had here today, then make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you're serious about making changes with your nutrition and fitness, then you definitely want to join my weekly newsletter list as well. You can find the link below and more information in the episode details. That's all for today, and we will see you back here next week for a new episode of the Feel Your Best Formula podcast.